0: Cohen, founding attorney and president of the Cohen Healthcare Law Group, and welcome to today's healthcare legal adventure. What is it that you want to get out of talking to a healthcare lawyer, an FDA lawyer, or really any lawyer? What's it about? uh, Who leads the session? You know, you're spending all this time, energy, money during the hour. You want to get some answers. What's the process like? What is it that was going to help you maximize your uh, your investment here? Well, Let me tell you what we do with every single client that walks in the door. We have an intake form, and on that form we ask four questions. The first is, what legal or business challenge brings you to our firm? What legal or business challenge brings you to our firm? This is really important because we always want to start with what they want to get out of it. You know, what is it that's concerning you? What's keeping you awake at night? What's the dominant problem? What's the obstacle? What's the roadblock? what's the pitfall that you're staring, you know, into the dark deep be- belly of the beast where you're saying if only i can get this one thing resolved then my business can t- take off. you know, those people sometimes balk at paying a retainer. it's kind of like going to the dan- dentist, right? you're going to put it off, put it off, but you know, if you're smart, you're going to calendar it for every 6 months or every 4 months if you, you know, if you need some some extra tlc there on the teeth, some cleaning. Because you don't want to use your dentist for emergency care, right? You don't want to walk in when you neglected the tooth and it's all painful, and you're suddenly there and oh my god, now it's a root canal or, you know, is it? I'd rather I'd rather be in Philadelphia than get a root canal, something like that, right? Um, or even have the tooth extracted. And now you have to have an implant. So, you know, we don't want to give you surgery in law. Litigation is the equivalent of of emergency surgery, right? That's the appendectomy. That's the emergency procedure where you get a big bill from the insurance company and suddenly, you know, the complexities multiply. You've got complaint and cross-complaint and counterclaims and claims and the answer and interrogatories and deposition, hearings, motion practice. I mean, all of that stuff. And then normally, finally, the thing goes away if somebody pays a hefty sum. So it's very efficient. It's very inexpensive, very economical to hire a lawyer preventatively. And the first thing that the lawyer should ask you, the first thing that we ask as a healthcare legal team is, what legal or business challenge brings you to our firm? The next thing we ask is, what outcome would you ideally like? What outcome would you ideally like? If I could wave a magic wand and you could get like the perfect legal advice, you know, what is it that you'd like to do? Uh, I'd like to, I'd like to get investors. I'd like to, you know, not get blown out of the water by the FDA. Um, I was talking to a colleague who asked me for um, FTC legal review of their advertising and marketing. Um, And I didn't have to sell this uh, potential client on the pros and cons and the advantages of having FTC legal reviews of his advertising marketing material. Because he just asked me basically like, I mean, basically he just wanted to be compliant. He understood that with FTC, it's strict liability or as we used to say in law school, strict liability, strict liability, strict liability, just like that, right? There's no negligence, there's no intent, you haven't done anything wrong in anyone's eyes, well, except in the eyes of the law, it's strict liability. It's, I suppose, if you, you know, plow through the stop sign uh, or uh, or the red light, it doesn't matter that you were careless or negligent, I mean, or intentional, really, your state of mind doesn't matter. It's strict liability. You're strictly liable simply because you did the action. So this prospective client actually said to me, listen, uh, if you really want to be a good healthcare and FDA lawyer, you have to see, uh, I think it's called Little Nicky with Adam Sandler. I mean, absolutely clear. You have to see Little Nicky. And I said, why? He said, you know that scene where, you know, the the character goes to hell and uh, they take this giant pineapple, you know, they shove it up his butt. Uh, Forgive my crudeness here, but this was what the uh, analogy was. He said, I don't want FTC to shove a giant pineapple up my butt. Um, Pretty much, you know, that was the outcome that he didn't like. The outcome that he liked would be to continue making millions of dollars a year, you know, without intrusion, interference, investigation, enforcement, uh, being shut down uh, by, by regulatory authorities. And what FTC in particular can do is they can require a company to disgorge all of the unlawful gains, meaning every single penny you've ever made from any sale, guess what? It goes right to the government. That is the, uh, potential negative outcome of FTC enforcement. So, you know, sometimes the outcome isn't stated in a dramatic, uh, positive way. It's more like the prevention of something negative and painful. We don't want the pineapple. Um, so, uh, you don't have to go see little Nikki, but, uh, you can easily Google the scene and think about FTC and understand that, uh, that that's an outcome that we don't like. Um, ideally we'd like a positive outcome which results in smooth operations, smooth flow, s- smooth flow of profits without interference by a regulatory agency, without liability, without a lawsuit, without all of the arrows and slings of outrageous misfortune, which are you know the, the side of law that nobody wants to encounter. We want the good side. We want law to support your business, and that's uh, that's what we do in a legal strategy session and now we've waved that magic legal wand question number three what have you done so far to resolve this what have you done so far to resolve this this is pretty interesting because a lot of clients come to us having seen other lawyers having gone to other law firms they come with, with, with a certain you know post lawyer stress syndrome uh... they've gone out they've gotten advice they didn't like the advice or they didn't get the right advice, or they consulted a business lawyer who didn't know anything about healthcare law, or might have had some you know, personal wrangle with their healthcare insurer and says that they know something about healthcare law, but they really don't know the ins and outs of HIPAA, Stark, anti-kickback, fee splitting, corporate practice of medicine, uh, FDA law, FTC law, state law, marketing and advertising uh, regulations. Uh, in California, all the nitty-gritty, itty-bitty nuances that are in the Business and Professions Code. By the way, I had one client. She's a physician. She wants to do a functional and integrative medicine practice, and she told me that her husband is on some committee that's tasked with reforming the uh, Business and Professions Code, and I say, good luck and God bless, amen, hallelujah. You know, I hope that uh, some of these arcane rules can really be reformed. That's a noble pursuit, and you know, the proof will be in the proverbial pudding. So what have you done so far to resolve this? And then finally, what will it cost you in terms of time, money, or reputation? If you don't solve this puzzle, what will it cost you in terms of not TMI, but TMR, time, money, or reputation, if you don't solve the jigsaw puzzle? The Rubik's Cube, the regulatory Rubik's Cube of healthcare law, which is, uh, you know, we don't want you to uh, your ships to break on the... Uh, you know, the Scylla uh, of Law and the Charybdis of Regulation and Enforcement Policy. We want to navigate you safely through the channel so you can get to the other shore. To bring this alive and to showcase the diversity of legal issues that healthcare ventures and healthcare practices face, uh, let me give you a couple of examples because I think that this will really crystallize in your mind how you can make best use of a healthcare and FDA lawyer during your time together. And as we say, we always start every client with a legal strategy session. Well before the legal strategy session, we have sent this intake form, we've analyzed responses, we've done a little bit of research, and we have a basic grasp of some of the healthcare legal issues that are going to come up uh, that we can address during our legal strategy session. Uh, now, I'm not going to violate any co- client confidentiality. Obviously, there are no names, there are no details, but just to give you a sense of how uh, some of our healthcare clients have answered the form, uh, a sense of how these answers range depending on whether the person asking is a, a clinician, like a medical doctor, a chiropractor, an osteopath, a naturopathic medical doctor, uh, a nurse practitioner or a registered nurse, uh, or, 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 or someone else, versus let's say a healthcare startup, um, could be digi- someone in digital health, a telemedicine company, a mobile medical app a developer could be a dietary supplement company, cosmetics company, someone in the beauty industry, or someone with a new therapeutic idea, someone who wants to put together the medical, clinical, and wellness side um, and the business side and create uh, an MSO or, you know, a mighty healthcare venture that's going to be branded uh, that will cross states, that will get people engaged with a particular diagnostic or therapeutic approach uh, that's going to bring about health and wellness. So, here's some examples. So, What legal challenge, what legal or business challenge brings you to our firm? I learned from a fellow complementary and alternative medicine practitioner about your law practice. What outcome would you ideally like? To understand what's legally appropriate, I need to push the edge in integrative medicine. What have you done so far to resolve this? Study what I can do and what I can't do um, by talking to other medical doctors that I respect. Um, So uh, there was one uh, this was a functional medicine practitioner who is uh, uh, using stem cell therapies um, and trying to stay within the bounds of uh, stem cell law and regulation. But he literally said that when he offered this to his patients that competitor docs doctors, their eyes would bug out and they would say, uh, "I thought these treatments were legal. So uh, we wanted to give uh, this person some uh, some some healthy, Uh, healthcare law advice. Uh, Now, here's another one, again, from uh, an integrative medicine practitioner, it happens to be. What legal or business uh, challenge brings you to our firm? I don't know the best way to set up my online healthcare education business. And this is very common. People who want to uh, change it up a little bit, not simply offer clinical medical services, they want to operate online with a health coaching service or product. They don't know the best way to set it up. What outcome would you ideally like? I would like instruction by a healthcare lawyer on the best way to incorporate. I'd like some legal advice on my potential liability as a physician who is offering educational information online versus in person, so telemedicine, digital health. I'd like to be ready to launch my website and to feel that I'm secure and safe in accordance with laws, rules, regulations, and policy. What have you done so far to resolve this? I've done online research, signed up for this legal strategy session, and I've planned to attend some legal and business mentorship classes. What will it cost you in terms of time, money, or reputation if you don't solve this puzzle? I will lose the valuable time I've spent building my business. I will lose the market share as the market is moving rapidly and I'd like to jump in. I would lose customers and future revenue my reputation would be considered unreliable. And so this was how the functional and integrative medicine practitioner who heads their own uh, holistic healthcare wellness center answered uh, these particular questions. And of course, we dove in with appropriate legal advice. Here's another one. This one is actually a startup uh, making a product that is uh, FDA regulated. It could be a biologic, it could be uh, biologic, uh, it could be, uh cosmetic, could be a dietary supplement, could be a medical device. Uh, but basically, these are kits. So what legal or business challenge brings you to our firm? Making sure our kits tests are compliant with U.S. healthcare law and regulations we're planning in advance. What outcome would you ideally like? I would like to be educated on the healthcare legalities of our product and what I need to do in the future to assure my continued business success. What have you done so far to resolve this? Well, we know that we fall into a legal gray area. We've have research disclosures, talk to other lawyers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What will it cost you in terms of time, money, or reputation if you don't solve this puzzle? If FDA acts or if we get a class action by a, pro- by a private plaintiff, then my business ends pretty much tells you why you don't want to go to the emergency room. You don't want to be DOA dead on arrival because you neglected to do the preventative legal work. Now, sometimes after the legal strategy session, very often there's more work to do, more healthcare legal work to puzzle out some of the complexity. So to give you an example, you know, this one is a professional uh, chiropractic corporation, which also has some other licensed healthcare professionals on board. It has massage therapists. It has personal trainers, certified athletic trainers, um, uh, a uh, physical therapist, um, and a marriage and family therapist. And they also want to bring a, a licensed medical doctor aboard. So on the surface, it's simply a clinic with lots of different practitioners. But because it weaves in all of these different healthcare licensees, there are some complexities. uh, And we have to tease them out one by one. This is what we lawyers call issue spotting. So for example, um, they want to bring in some of these practitioners as independent contractors, yet they want to exert control over the way that these uh, contractors work. Uh, Some years ago, I represented a healthcare startup, and their entire business model was based on um, using massage therapists, and there were questions about whether in their state they could, they could even do this or whether that would be considered fee-splitting, um, at least technically because of the breadth of the way that the anti-kickback and fee-splitting statutes were drafted. And this client had gone to uh, five uh, or six different law firms, including some of the largest, most reputable law firms in the country. And each of those lawyers had said, no, you can't do it, it's too risky. And at that point, I was a strapping uh, young solo practitioner. I did a legal analysis, uh, wrote a memo for you know a couple of thousand dollars uh, at the time, and um, yeah, who knows, maybe it was ten thousand dollars at the most to do all of the work that they required. And I gave them a, I gave them a yes, and I told them how they could do it. And we went into the nooks and crannies and crevices, and we read these rules very, very carefully, and we vetted them. We didn't just simply. You know, shy away from it, run from the problem, give a conservative legal answer, just say no, uh, because it's easy to do and because it's easy, you know, easiest way in the world to make money as a lawyer is to take $10,000 and just say no. But um, we don't always find an unqualified yes. Normally, there are a lot of qualifiers, caveats, and there are a lot of pitfalls and traps and you have to be very nuanced. So we're not yes, we're not yes people. On the other hand, we're not no people. In any event, this client got, uh, got a way through, and, uh, uh, you know, a couple of years later, their their revenues are, uh, they, they just did an offering for something in the range of $10 million. So, you know, $10,000 legal investment to get the company started, $10 million in funding. You can do the math. It's just tremendous ROI um, and well worth it. Um, and one of their questions was, if they have the massage therapist wear T-shirts, is that You know, adding to the exercise of a degree of control, if there were company T-shirts, could some regulator then come around and say, well, hey, you misclassified these employees. These are really employees and you misclassified them and therefore they're not contractors. By the way, you owe back pay and, uh, you know, a $25,000 per violation statutory penalty, which if you consider each employee a violation and you do a multiplier times 25 G's, that number can get pretty high pretty quickly, so don't fool with Mother Nature. Uh, don't fool with some of these legal rules. And not all of the legal questions that people address to us are healthcare legal questions. Some are in the general business domain. Some are um, IP intellectual property questions, legal questions, and those we address as well. So, uh, as you may know, you know the issue of control is is really. Uh, quite dispositive with respect to whether an individual should be classified as an independent contractor versus uh, an employee. So that was one of the issues that we addressed in our legal strategy memo as a follow-up to the legal strategy session. Um, There were also issues of fee splitting. There were issues about uh, kickbacks, issues about corporate practice, um, and ultimately some economic decisions to be made Uh, with respect to uh, how to hire and engage these different practitioners. Now, note that there are particular legal prohibitions applicable to physical therapists in some states, and also with respect to the MD, medical doctor, DO, uh, doctor of osteopathy, and ND, naturopathic medical doctor. These are special cases because of legal prohibitions against unlicensed and corporate practice of medicine. Now, without getting deep into the weeds, just know that in California there is a statute known as the Moscone-Knox Professional Corporations Act. This statute allows different combinations of healthcare licensees, such as, for example, an MD and a chiropractor, to be shareholders, officers, directors, or employees of various kinds of professional corporations. So, for example, a chiropractor could be an employee or an officer or a director uh, or a shareholder of a professional medical corporation. And uh, there are also provisions allowing for the medical doctor to be part of the chiropractic professional corporation. What's interesting is that Moscone-Knox, the Moscone-Knox Professional Corporations Act, allows these structures, yet it does not address the corporate practice of medicine. So you have to really understand the way that these different rules interlock and intersect and sometimes, frankly, contradict one another. And then figure out the whole package so that you can uh, present appropriate advice to the client. That's just an example. Again, we're not uh, giving away any client confidentiality. We are not, um, you know, honing in on uh, deep in the weeds legal solutions. But simply to say that legal issues are complex, they're nuanced, and I describe them as a Rubik's cube. Really, you got to line up, you know, all the blues and yellows and greens and reds. And whites and blacks and oranges, because you 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 have to have you know this one side line up, so that the other sides line up, so the whole thing makes sense. If you miss part of the puzzle, if you don't spot all the right legal issues, if you don't take the time to put the business model in writing in one or two pages, in a simple yet crystal clear and accurate way, and then do a legal analysis, then you might leave yourself exposed and. Again, going back to the dental analogy, it's like uh, you know when the de- when the dentist puts in your um, crown, they don't want to leave the margins open. They don't want to leave a space for the bacteria to get in. So we don't want legal bacteria to get in. We don't want to have a legal and regulatory or regulatory root canal. Um, I don't think that there's a, a legal implant. Uh, you know there there are uh, you know briefs and uh, responses and uh, it's simply you know, better if you don't go there. Uh, my last metaphor for the day, uh, uh, many years ago, I had a, a motorcycle. Uh, it wasn't a Harley. It was a nice Honda. And uh, it went vroom, vroom. It was wonderful and delicious to ride. And I remember taking a, a, a safety class. Uh, my instructor uh, would always talk about these things that could, that could get you in trouble. Like, for example, when you get to an the, in the intersection, not having at least uh, some kind of head signal or acknowledgement to the other cyclist, so that you know who goes first. And he would say, because if you don't get these things right, you end up down there, he'd you know, point to the ground. And he'd say, what's down there? Pain, right? So um, we don't want pain. You know, we want uh, success, uh, business success. So here's to your healthcare legal adventure, to your business success. Pay attention to the details, get good legal advice. Don't roll the dice, get sound healthcare legal advice. Figure out puzzle, get the Rubik's cube lined up so that your healthcare venture can prosper. A couple more examples here. So this one involves a, um, a medical doctor who had a contract that needed to needed a review. So what legal or business challenge brings you to our firm? Very simple review of healthcare contract. What outcome would you ideally like? Identify any problems, concerns, and advise me on how to proceed. Very straightforward. What have you done so far to resolve this? I've spoken and exchanged emails with the person who sent me the contract. What will it cost you in terms of time money, your reputation if you don't solve this puzzle? They said uncertain. Um, how did they find us? They researched corporate practice of medicine. Okay. Here's another one. This is a uh, telemedicine, tele- teledentistry startup um, that's establishing a um, their, tel- their their telehealth business. And uh, so what legal or business challenge brings you to our firm to verify that our business and billing model for our teledentistry healthcare startup is generally legally allowed um, across the United States? What outcome would you legally, would you legally, what outcome would you ideally like? to get an understanding of our business model um, and uh, whether the way that we are marketing with respect to leads uh, for uh, teledentistry is uh, legally acceptable. What have you done so far to resolve this? We've contacted and submitted questions to various attorneys. Uh, We've contacted various professional organizations to check into the law and ethics of our business. We've researched and reviewed state law independently. In terms of the legality and the compliance aspects of marketing to physicians, marketing to patients, what will it cost you in terms of time, money, or reputation if you don't solve this puzzle? And this one's very interesting. The lost time is not measurable per se, but it is in knowing whether it is wise to move forward with the business, uh, because right now we have a halt of our productivity and investment resources until we get this legal roadblock solved. Here is another one. This is a health and wellness clinic. Uh, What legal or business challenge brings you to our firm? I own a medical practice that has uh, independent contractors, and I want to make sure everything's set up legally. What outcome would you ideally like? Confirmation that what we're currently doing is within the law. What have you done so far to resolve this? Well, we've given patients a bunch of waivers that say that everything that we do is magically okay, but we understand that This is not a total legal solution. What will it cost you in terms of time, money, or reputation if you don't solve this problem? In terms of time, we have to solve it because we have to make more revenue. In terms of money, revenue. In terms of reputation, revenue. So there you have it. You've been listening to the Healthcare Legal Adventures podcast. This is Michael H. Cohen, president and founder of Cohen Healthcare Law Group. If you'd like to hear more episodes, simply go to CohenHealthCareLaw.com. Go to the tab that says blog slash podcast and you can download more episodes. Or visit our other website at HealthCareLegalAdventures.com where you'll find online courses, DIY forms, and other resources To help you with your healthcare legal adventure. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode.